your Bibles, please, and turn to Psalm 121. sort of been going through some psalms lately uh, for my own personal benefit and um, I just come across some things that I just uh, want to share with the church and just want to encourage you tonight um, with God's word and the Lord has been encouraging to me um, through His Word, and I just want to share some of that with you. Psalm 121, I came across this psalm again, and, and I've read this many times before, but it's, it's always a blessing when you just read something that ministers to your heart right at the moment. You understand what I mean? Right when you needed it. And uh, let's go ahead and read together. Uh, you just follow along as I read it. But Psalm 121, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall not slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper, the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Um, Psalm 121 uh, is one of those psalms or song of degrees. We've kind of talked about this before with some other ones, but if you don't remember, a a song of degrees... um, it was said that those were songs that were sung by uh, those uh, people who would journey up to Jerusalem for their great feast days and so on. And they, as they traveled together um, from wherever they're coming from, they would sing these songs or psalms uh, to each other and with each other. And, and they would have them for particular uh, reasons or purposes, like for example, if the way was rough or perilous or dangerous or threatening or scary or something like that, um, the song that they sang, for whatever particular reason it was, it would remind them to focus not on the circumstances, but to focus on the Lord and His power and His might. And that is sort of the case uh, with Psalm 121. It was a reminder for the people to not focus on the way, not focus on the perilous journey, but to put their focus on the Lord. And the psalmist says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. And then he talks about the Lord. And we'll we'll look at some of that in just a minute. But there's an application there because you know what? Our life can be uh, full of trouble at times. Life can be perilous. We We can run into things that cause us to fret or that would tempt us to worry and fear, and even to the point of despair at times, especially when we start to feel overwhelmed. Have you ever experienced that? Something is burdensome, life's trials, there's, or it's so busy, there's just things that just you start to feel very overwhelmed. 
in life and you get burdened down with things, you get burdened down with circumstances and it causes our thinking to, to uh, stray or thinking to be off. And that's what life can be sometimes. And I want to take this psalm and just briefly point to the Lord tonight and encourage us to remember where does our help really come from. And be encouraged by the Word of God tonight, okay? Let's pray and then we'll begin. Lord, I pray that you'd uh, strengthen us and encourage us, remind us again of, of even things that we know and how often we need to be reminded over and over again. And Peter said that in his epistles. He said, though you know these things, I put you in remembrance, though you know these things. And we need that over and over again uh, in this life and especially the days we live in. Lord, I pray that you just cause us to think and reflect on the Lord here tonight and remember uh, who, whose we, be, we are, that we belong to you, and Lord, that you will never fail your people. And I pray that we'd be encouraged tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. I was talking to somebody um, this last week, and the, the statement was made, or it was mentioned, like, it just seems like uh, there's, there's so many uh, stressful things in life these days, like for everybody. And I was thinking about that, and I was like, you know, I, I think that's true. Actually, the older I get, uh, the more I find that there are th stressful things in life. When I was a kid, pretty carefree, you know. When I was a, a young adult, eh, problems come, but you, you get through it, you blow it off, you're pretty carefree. It's like, eh, whatever. But the older I get, it, the more it seems like there are stresses uh, in life, and maybe it's because we pay attention more than, we, than when I was younger and so on. But the truth is we get tempted to fret and we get tempted to worry and to fear and to play the what-if game and do all the things. And what we need to be reminded of is who we belong to and where does help in life really come from. I want you to notice, first of all, the psalmist's attitude in verse 1. He says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. First of all, we understand here, just in verse 1, that it seems as though there was a recognition on the part of the psalmist that he actually needed help. It doesn't talk about, you know, what the circumstance was. It, it doesn't uh, talk about, like, you know, maybe I can get through this on my own. He just says, I'm going to lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence come with my help. He understood or recognized that he needed some help. And it's pretty much assumed here that he recognizes this need. And you know what? We would do well in life to be reminded of how much we actually need help. You know, we can sometimes have an independent spirit. We can have a, uh, and that can be good. Uh, we shouldn't have everything done for us all the time. But sometimes we don't like to admit that we actually need help. You know, maybe it's not a physical thing that we're talking about. Maybe it's some sort of emotional thing or some place that we're at in life, some attitude, some something that we, maybe it is physical. Maybe we just don't want to admit where we're at and that we actually need some help from other people. 
People just don't want to admit that they need help, and it can lead to terrible things. Maybe it's an emotional situation for somebody, but because of the fact that, that we don't want to ask for help because it's embarrassing, or we don't want to admit, it, it can lead to our thinking that gets all off and out of whack, and it can actually end up leading to a spiritual problem in which we need spiritual help, and we don't admit that we need it. We want to hide it. Then why don't people admit that? Because of pride. Our pride keeps us from recognizing or at least admitting that we are in a place where we need some help, whether that is emotional, physical, or spiritual. And we, what we need to remember is that we are frail. We, we, we can't do it all. And we are frail and we need help. And our help has to come from somewhere and the psalmist says here he not only recognized his need for help but he was determined that he was going to look to the right source for the help he says i will look to the hills from whence cometh my help my help cometh from the lord um the the phrase here i will look unto the hills from whence cometh my help there are some who have suggested that that should be translated like a big question a big question mark. Should I, should I look to the hills? Like with your hands up in the air. Where does my help come from? Kind of a situation. But that's, that's not how it's written. And I believe it's written just as the Lord wants it to be written. The psalmist says here, I'm going to look to the hills from whence cometh my help. What he's talking about actually is the hills around Jerusalem, or that make up Jerusalem. Jerusalem's a city on five different hills, I think it is. And those were, uh, I'm not going to name them all, but they're all mentioned at some point in the Bible. But he's talking about Mount Moriah. He's talking about Mount Zion. Uh, those are what the psalmist is talking about. And if we go back in our memory, we'll remember that Mount Moriah in Jerusalem was where the temple of God was going to be built. And it was in the temple of God that the Shekinah glory of the Lord would dwell. It was there that the earthly presence of God himself would be. And so in other words, what the psalmist is saying in a poetic, metaphoric type of a way, he's saying, I am going to look up Lift up my eyes to the God of Israel. That is where I'm going to look. And the very next ver verse verifies that fact because verse 2 says, My help cometh from the Lord. David knew that help from his troubles uh, certainly was in the God of Israel, the God of Zion. In verse 2, he says, My help cometh from the Lord. And so David acknowledges and determines that he's going to look to God. And here's really where our strength in time of trouble comes from. He's like, well, I know that, Pastor. Yeah, <laughs> we know those things. We uh, give mental assent to a lot of truth. But the personal practical application of truth so often eludes us. You understand what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I know that, but do you really know it? Because you experience it. You know what? Some and most in any kind of 
situation, let's just use a stressful, emotional type circumstance, people will look horizontally first and foremost as a way out or you know maybe throw enough money at it and the problem goes away and it's a natural resource that we look to or people will look to other people and have a dependence on other people to find some sort of validation some sort of affirmation some sort of help and we put we put all of our our effort into finding it on a horizontal plane but the truth of the matter is all earthly sources will end up failing they can never be enough of 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 what we really need and you know what man is a puny help anyway because we're all in the same boat we all got our problems right and certainly there's a, a measure where God's people are used of the Lord to help other people. I'm not, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not talking about that sort of thing. But our perspective has got to be, and our perspective needs to be firmly uh, in this realm, that at the end of the day and ultimately, my help has got to come from God, who knows everything, who knows me. Am I really trusting Him and going to the right source for help? And David helps to put it in perspective here as he puts a tag on the last part of verse 2. Notice what he says. He says, my help cometh from the Lord. And then he puts this little tag in there. He says, just to remind you who the Lord is, which made heaven and earth. That's who the Lord is. He made heaven and and earth and now david or the psalmist here uh, he 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 transitions from from this thought of i'm going to i'm i need help and i'm going to look to the right source for help and he transitions his thoughts to focus on who this help actually is who is this protector who is this person and he says in verse the end of verse 2 uh, my help comes from the lord which made heaven and earth now notice his focus here he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Here his attention and his focus goes right to the Lord and who He is. Who is the Lord? Well, He says, first of all, He's the Creator because He's the one who made heaven and earth. This is who the Lord is. He's the Creator. And it's real easy to sort of just pass over that phrase at the end of verse 2, which made heaven and earth, and we just kind of go on in our reading, and it's easy to pass over it without really grasping and thinking about the magnitude of that. I've shown you before videos of, from Louis Giglio, the pastor of, I can't remember the church, Passion, I don't know, Movement or whatever it is. But I've shown you some of those videos before. You know how he highlights the, our galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy? And we've even seen some of Answers in Genesis videos. But you remember, like, it kind of does a really good job of showing the magnitude of just our galaxy alone. And then it brings it all the way back down to like what a speck of a speck that the earth is, even in our own galaxy. 
And then it brings it down a little bit farther to you and I are less than a speck of a speck even on the earth. That's a speck in the entire galaxy. And when I, when I see those kinds of videos, I'm always humbled by them. But at the same time as being humbled by the magnitude of God, and we talk about the universe itself and how it's just immense, can't even be measured, uh, even with our technology and so on. And here's God who just measures it all with the span of his hand from the tip of his pinky to, the, to his thumb. That's how God measures it. How immense and massive is God. And we, 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 I get humbled by those things, but at the same time, I'm also very comforted by them. And the reason I'm comforted by them is because He's my Heavenly Father. This very one is my Heavenly Father. And David said, My help comes from the Lord who made everything. This universe, it came into existence simply by the word of His mouth. By the breath of His nostrils. Simply spoke a word and it existed. That's who our help comes from. That's who He is. Psalm 147, 4 says, He telleth the number of stars. He calleth them all by their names. Oh, okay, that's a great verse. Except then when you think about the fact that there are billions and billions of stars in, a, in one galaxy, and there are billions and billions of galaxies, all containing billions and billions of stars, he calls them all by their name. Psalm 147.5 says, Great is the Lord, and of great power. And then it says this, His understanding is infinite. That means there's nothing He doesn't know, including your problem and my problem. That thing that you're stressing over, He knows all about it. Not a surprise Oh, and by the way, he's so much bigger than that, the problem that you're facing, or my problem. Psalm 8 and verse 3, When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. The psalmist says, when I think about that, and I think about the immensity of all of that, the very next thing he says is, What is man that thou art mindful of him? That ought to humble us. The psalmist was humbled by it. He's like, I can't even believe that God would give attention to me. Isaiah 40 and verse 12, Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and meted out heavens with the span. That's what I was talking about. He's measured it out with the span. And comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains and scales and the hills in a balance. To whom then will ye liken me, or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? I do all of that, and who can you compare to me? In verse Isaiah 40, in verse 26, says, Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who hath created these things, that bringeth out their host by number, he calleth them all by names, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power 
not one faileth. And the very next verse that comes out of that in Isaiah 40, verse 27, is this. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? You understand what he's saying there? He says, lift up your eyes and just look in the heavens for a little bit. Look all around you. See who's created all of these things. Note that God has named all of those billions and billions of stars. He calls them all by name because of His greatness. His understanding is infinite. He is strong in power. Not one faileth. And how dare you say that the way that you go is hid from God and God doesn't understand your lot and what you're going through. That's what he's saying. But that's so often what I do sometimes. Sometimes I'll lay in bed at night and I'm just thinking, 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 thinking. I can't go to sleep. I'm just thinking through all of these things. I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about other things. And it's just like, I end up getting three hours of sleep because I can't shut my brain off. And I just sit there and play through scenarios and play through this and answer for this and answer for that. And how do we do this? And all these things, and it's just like, you know what, why, why do I need to do that? Because the Lord gives His beloved sleep. The problem is not that there's not an answer, or that there's not an answer for the problem that I'm facing, or the thing that you're worrying about so much. It's not that there's not an answer. It's unknown to us sometimes, but it's not unknown to God. The problem is that we are not going to the right source for the help. My help comes from the Lord. Isaiah 40, 28, Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? That the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of His understanding. He gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. I think it's good for us to read the words and not pass over them. The psalmist says, my help comes from the Lord. And, oh, by the way, He made everything. He's all-powerful. And He who created all things certainly can help His people in time of stress or distress. Amen? we got to go, right, go to the right source. But then I want you to note that the psalmist talks about his character. So who is he? He's the creator. But then he gives some insight into his character. He says in verse 4, Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall not slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. Verse 3, again, he says it there. He says, He that keepeth thee will not slumber. The psalmist says that the character of the Lord, who is my help, is that He never sleeps. He's never off duty. He's always on the job. And even while we sleep, God is on duty, if you want to put it that way. We ought to be able to, and this is something that I was convicted about even this last week, I ought to be able to rest in peace because the Lord is always 
awake. He's always on guard. He's always watching. And he knows our great protector never sleeps. And what that means, essentially, is this. There's never, ever a time when we are out of his care or out of his watchful eye. That's what that means. Why can I not trust that? Why can we not trust that? And remember that. Not only his characters that he's always watching, but he also has the ability because verse 3, he says, He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. You know when you feel like it's all going to crash down and you're not sure how it's all going to go? The psalmist says, He's not going to allow your foot to be moved. Psalm 16 and verse 8 says, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, now because of that, he says, my heart is glad. And my glory rejoiceth, my flesh also shall rest in hope. Do scriptures like this give you confidence or give you any kind of comfort? Do you go to the Word of God yourself and find comfort in the Scriptures, or is it just when it's being given to you from the pulpit? You understand what I'm asking? As we read, this is, this is where the help comes from, right here, from the Lord, to be reminded of His character. And we go to the Word of God and we find uh, comfort and strength in the, wor- in the Word of God that the Lord promised, promised to provide stability and security for his children who are walking in his will. So if we're not experiencing that, the problem is not with the Lord. The problem is right here with me. Psalm 55, 22, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Are you doing that? Some of you tonight, I think, are, are, are facing some issues. Even I can look on some of your faces now. And they're heavy. You're weighed down with some things. There's your answer. There's your answer. These truths set the stage for life, for us. When we really know it's because we've experienced it for ourselves that the promise of God is true and it is sure. These truths set the stage for the psalmist too because he's full of confidence in this moment. Because he says, I'm going to go to the Lord for my help. Here's what he looks like. He's the creator. He's got the ability to deal with my problems, and he's so confident in the Lord. Notice what he says that his helper will do. In verse 5, he says, The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. Look at verse 7. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in. All that you ever do. He said, He'll preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. What does he say that 
his helper will do. He says, well, he's going to keep me and he's going to preserve me. In verse 5, he says, the Lord is thy keeper. That word means a guard. It, it talks about to hedge something about all around, to protect it. In verse 7, he, he says that the Lord will preserve his servant or his, his, uh, his child. And that word preserve, basically it, it comes from the, the same word as keeper that we just talked about. That He's talking about the fact that God is going to protect, to hedge about, to guard. And God will take care of his people, especially those who are in the center of his will. Do you know that God will take care of you? Do you know that? Oh yeah, I know that, Pastor. Then why do we fret so much? Why do we worry? Why do we stumble about? Why do we get so stressed out? Why do we get in our heads? Because we start, we start, we need, we're putting the wrong information into our minds, into our heads. We need to be putting the right information. And we need to think on these things. Because that's what's going to keep the heart and keep the mind. Psalm 91.1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Wow, that's a powerful statement. His truth is going to be the shield. Where do we find His truth? Do we go to this? Do you go to this to find strength and help? Or are we looking on horizontal planes for that comfort? The preservation of God is what the psalmist is talking about here. That doesn't extend only to physical deliverance in this mortal life. And aren't you glad for that? That preservation extends to your soul. And so no matter what happens in this life, whether it goes well or not, the fact is your soul is preserved forever in all eternity. That's enough of a reason to rejoice. And when God saved your soul, He preserved it forever. Amen. And He's the one who keeps it. Not you. Not me. He's our spiritual preservation. But let me just tell you this. God's preservation covers everything. Not just your soul in eternity. It covers everything. God's preservation even covers my emotional state. If I'll go to the right source. If I'll put my trust in Him. If I'll put my mind on Him. And so maybe you're at a place that's hard in life. Maybe a place even that you've never been or experienced before. 
you're fighting, but maybe that fight and that battle is right inside, here. Maybe you're fighting things that you have fought many times before, and you're still fighting the same battle. It has a way of dragging us down. It has a way of affecting our outlook on life. And maybe in the moment, temporarily, it affects our moods. Sometimes we try to put on a good face, and we smile, and on the outward we try to make it look like it's okay, but that's not what's happening on the inside. You understand what I'm talking about? Well, I know this. The older I get, the more it seems like there are stressful situations. But it's also the more that I need to be reminded of where my help actually comes from. And that there's actually no need for fear, for dread, for worry. Sometimes we think our way is hid from the Lord. Like he, like he doesn't know what's really going on. And I don't have anybody or anything that's really going to help. Well, we need to remember where our help actually comes from. The one who made heaven and earth and all that is. You know, God is real and his promises are real. The things he says in his word are real and true things. Do you know that? Have you lived it? Have you experienced it? I'm so thankful when the Lord brings me back and I get my head on straight again. Man, all of a sudden I find that I've got I'm having some pretty good days. Pretty happy. Pretty good days after that. Why? Because I'm thinking straight again. And I remember where my help actually comes from. And this, is the circumstance gone? No, it's not. Circumstance isn't gone. But you know what I'm not doing? I'm not fretting over it. I'm not worrying over it. Because I know the Lord's got it. And He'll walk me through. He'll give me what I need. Sometimes I'll have to experience the hard thing. Sometimes it's embarrassing. Other times it's heavy. But I also know that the Lord will give grace. And so, I have to say, Lord, help me. Help me to remember this again for the next time that this happens in life. Help me to remember this. Keep my mind fixed on you. Amen? Because that's where our help comes from. Hopefully that's encouraging to you. Maybe you're struggling tonight. Maybe there's some things you're worrying about. You're worrying about tomorrow or the next day or what's going to happen in the future. Maybe you've got things in the past. You just can't let it go. And it just plagues you over and over and over again. You've got to go to the right source, friend. Because there's no need for that. There's no need to stay there. The Lord has made promises that we can claim. And if we'll just put our trust in Him, really, and go to the right source, He'll preserve you. He'll sustain you. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you for these promises. Thank you for your word. We love you tonight. Thank you for your care, your provision. And sometimes it's hard. And life is hard. And we go through hard things. And we get stressed out. And we worry. And it can have an effect physically in our bodies. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help us 
to remember there's never a time when we are out of your care. There's never a time when there's something that you don't know. There's never a time when we're going to walk through something that you haven't already been there first. So Lord, I pray that you'd help us to rise above and not look at the circumstances. And Lord, not to even look on a horizontal plane. But Lord, to look up from where our help really comes from. And to experience in full the precious promises of God that keep the heart, that keep the soul. Lord, to know truth, but to know it from experience, not, to, not just simply because we've read it and we believe that. Or we say we believe that, but so often our actions deny it. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd strengthen and encourage and challenge us. And I pray for those who might be struggling tonight with whatever it is that's going on in each individual life or mind or heart. Lord, I pray that you'd help them to find peace and find that soul preservation. And Father, to fully and truly put their trust in you and find hope and strength and comfort for the soul, even in the middle of trouble. And Lord, I just pray that you lift up and encourage those who may be weak or those who may be struggling, those who may be hurting, those who may be worrying and fretting when there's no need for that. And Lord, I just pray that you'd help us put our trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen.